0: Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Caught you, motherfucker. Oh, Caught yeah, you buddy. drinking. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo, buddy. Yeah, it is Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it is. You know what? Every
1: day is Cinco de Mayo with you. What are you drinking? Hey, dude, I'm drinking uh, Terramana tequila by That's Dwayne The, the yeah. Rock Johnson. Bob. That's The Rock. Dude, it's, it's a fucking
0: delicious tequila. That looks good. Oh, dude, it's, it's delicious. You know what fucking sucks, you guys? I can't drink any of it because I'm going on shift in a couple hours. <laughs> Asshole. Guys, Project Sapient, we want to thank our supporters Havoc Journal, Gym Junkies, Vector Shields, Wellness for Warriors, Live Boston, Eagle Eye Firearms Mass, OD Kit, and Guntrack.app. Please get on our YouTube and subscribe. YouTube is giving us shit because we're involved with law enforcement. Get on there and subscribe just to give it to them, all right?
1: Yeah, big time.
0: So. Uh, We have a really cool episode this week. Who do we got?
1: Yeah, we got, uh, actually, so, um, a good friend of ours. uh, She is. Yeah, uh, retired uh, law enforcement, uh, Lieutenant Fred Leland. I've been in his classes uh, several times over the past decade, and he's been teaching since the Civil War era. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, He's on uh, mute, so he can't even say anything to oh, you, right? Oh, no, no, take him off me, because he got to defend himself. <laughs> hey, hey, Freddy. <laughs> Freddy, you there? <laughs> I'm here.
0: <laughs> Do you want me to smack him with the bottle, or what? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, he's, you know, he's close. He's close. He's only a hundred, he's not a hundred... I was born in, in 1962, but what the hell? He's so what the hell? He's, gonna, he's gonna
0: go back to your academy days and change your fucking I know, scores I know exactly.
2: <laughs> oh, you shouldn't be God a cop Almighty.
0: Fred thank you brother <laughs> thank you so much sir for coming on our show uh, you had done one of our first shows with us um, and yeah
2: we, love being on thank
0: you we had no idea what the hell we were doing we still kind of don't right now um, but, but we're growing. But we're
1: growing. We're like getting from adolescent to adult. Yeah,
0: and Iman's getting fucking <laughs> yeah. half in the bag too. Well, hey, so you
2: know, tequila bub. He's Right. I'm not I drinking anything I but what soda. So what have I got myself into here? Oh uh, yeah. Hey. Oh welcome yeah. Welcome to the party, pal.
0: So <laughs> So let me get this show well, on the road. Let's us. get let's get this under control because right, the the right, bottle's right, already right. down to a yeah, third.
1: Let's uh, let's uh, go over our supporters. We uh, did our supporters oh, did. already. Oh, never mind then. I'm all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs>
0: God. All right. So, Iman. Yes. You falling asleep?
1: No. <laughs> so, today's episode, I actually wanted to talk uh, OODA loop. Because yes. that's one thing that uh, Freddie, I mean, uh, in all your classes that I've ever been to, you've always talked about OODA loop. And I'm wearing my OODA loop shirt. And he is wearing, actually, Freddie, you don't see it, but yeah, you'll see it on the YouTube. Yep. He's wearing his OODA loop
0: shirt. It's it's a fruit. Loop yeah,
2: yeah. I was going to tell you something. It Better not be like black. Mine's black and white, and I'm wearing mine right now too. So, are you really? Yeah, honest to God, I, this is frightening me now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Mine's mine's red, and it's a it's like a satire uh, shirt. Yours
2: looks yours looks like the Fruitaloop
0: shirt. Yes. Yeah. you've yeah. seen it. I was yeah. wearing it
2: on one of the episodes. <laughs> yep. So, yes, I've seen it before. That's
1: a nice shirt. I actually like that. <laughs> so, so I, I decided. Uh, you know, I was talking to Pete, and I said, you know, uh, I did a post on uh, Facebook and Instagram on our Facebook and Instagram page about loop. And uh, Freddie, you chimed right in right away, and you're yeah, like, "Get yeah. talking my language, dude!" Yep. And yeah. uh, and you know, we said, I said, you know what? Let's get you on the show and let's get let's get talking Oodaloop.
0: So the the one thing I want to do first is I want to read the loop Or do you want to read it, Diamond?
1: No, no, go ahead. You got it up on, on the screen right
0: So, there. so OODA loop, we put it up on the screen. I might have to get closer because I'm getting old. So, OODA loop, identified and developed by USAF Colonel uh, Boyd. The OODA loop is the process your brain goes through in any situation involving a threat. The OODA loop is a constant conflict with the threats. Tactical objective is to throw the threats OODA loop off while maintaining yours and the advantage. Look at uh, so observe. Look at the situation and form theories about the problem. Gather as much information about the situation as possible to make the plan of action. Orient. Gather data and information. Is it data or data? Data. Data. I'm gonna call it data. And information (laughs) to substantiate theories. Set yourself in them the best possible position (laughs) to handle the situation. Decide. uh, Develop solutions to address the problem what plan is best for the situation act implement and evaluate solutions following through with your plan.
1: So OODA loop. OODA loop. That's, that's basically the acronym OODA. That's, that's the acronym right there. Uh, so Freddie, let's talk OODA loop. What's uh, I know you, you've talked about yeah. it for years. year. So wherever you want to start off, bud, just, just we'll get going. All
2: right. Sounds good. The, yeah, it, uh, Boyd was, uh, I, you'll hear me use the term, uh, the Boyd cycle. Uh, which is, it's also known as, all right, uh, the OODA loop is also known as the Boyd cycle. So if you hear me interchange the changes, or you hear me use decision-making cycle, learning cycle, it's been called multiple things. We like uh, OODA loop, But it's though. about, <laughs> yeah, OODA loop's great, but the, the thing about the, the OODA loop is it's much more than a loop. <laughs> um, the loop was, matter of fact, the guys that work with uh, Boyd, like um, Chet Richards and uh, Chuck Spinney and these other guys that, that used to work and help him with all his, he's famously known in law enforcement for the OODA loop, but he's done so much more, Boyd, mm-hmm. Colonel John Boyd. Um, the, the essence of winning or losing, patterns of conflict, organic design for command and control, which is leadership that, that uh, or the type of leadership you need to um, uh, influence the, the OODA loop in a fluid way so that it goes right down to the frontline level. Uh, all those things, so he's done a uh, ton of work, uh, the conceptual spy, spiral, um, <coughs> uh, destruction and creation, all kinds of stuff that Boyd worked on for 50 years, all in an effort to, to to understand how we process info, how we learn, and how we decide, which is what the OODA loop is all about. Okay. And an odd job, I'm actually out, out this week, I'm out teaching a, a frontline leadership class, which we got 20 27 sergeants in class. Most of them have uh, been on the job. but they And didn't you're start. teaching them all? Yeah, me and um, uh, retired chief Dick Wells from uh, Milton. Okay. We're teaching them. And um, bottom line is, it's all scenario-based work. We're trying to teach, instead of telling cops, you know, what to think and do, and giving them a, a, a school solution, we're, we're trying to teach them how to think and do instead. All right. So that yeah. they actually have to run through scenarios. And when they run through these scenarios, they're processing information, uh, via the OODA loop, via their five senses, Uh, and it's all, it's all centered around trying to get the decision-making, which is really what the OODA loop all about is trying to fine tune our decision-making. And in doing that, we have to, if we're, if we're, if we're interacting, the strategic game of interaction was another thing, boy, uh, wrote about in brief on um, when we're in that interaction with an adversary in a conflict or a, a violent situation we have to know how to influence uh, the, the void cycle the OODA loop all right not only in the physical realm round by uh, you know uh, how we maneuver how we handle ourselves physically or yeah. whatever whatever it takes and use of force but we have to try to understand they have a, a, an effective right a, a real effective OODA loop you have to be able to influence the moral and the mental components of the games. Boyd used to say that conflict unfolds in three dimensions: the moral, the mental, and the physical. We, and if we neg- if we neglect any of that, then we get problems. Can you but can yeah, you touch ahead.
0: on that a little bit, Fred?
2: Yeah, yeah. The the physical is what we what we used to seeing in police work. We teach
0: how to shoot. The only the Um, only reason I'm asking you to do this, and I and I cut you up. The only reason I'm asking you to do this is because we do have people that aren't police officers, even some that are and that aren't aware of this. We want to get it as plain text out there as people as as possible. You know what I mean?
2: Yes, I got it. I got it. So go go on. I'm sorry. So in the police in the police world, um, we often train in the physical realm. If, if, if strength versus strength, attrition based, right? In other words, uh, you come at me, I come at you, I got to move, counter move, uh, you punch me, I block the punch, right? Whatever it is in a, in a fight, we think of the physical. So we train cops mostly in the physical realm, how right, to yeah,
3: shoot, right, yeah.
2: you know, how to, how to handcuff, uh, how to defend themselves with their hands, uh, all these types of things. And that's mainly what we focus on. So usually what happens, uh, In our world, we we see that unroll or unfold in the real world, and it's in a physical altercation, which is ugly and uh, nasty, despite knowing it has to be done. Right. Yeah. The mental game is how do we influence people's decisions? How do I get inside their head? Right? I I use an example. um, I use a lot of examples. But one I, I really like using is let's look at the police response to, like, say, a domestic violence call. Okay. Right? Thinking of it physically, the cop puts his foot to the floor and his gas pedal, turns his blue lights on, and goes high diddle diddle straight up the middle, the <laughs> devil be damned, to the front door of the house.
0: Yeah, right? it's exactly right? what happens every time I turn my lights and on. Okay,
2: yeah, it's it, it's what goes down. Yeah, the um, and then he gets as soon as he pulls up in front of the house with his lights on, his whole advantage
3: is gone. Is gone. Yep,
2: right. Yep, right. It's gone because now. The guy see you, don't even know where the first people are in this house, and he already knows you're there and sees you. So you've given you the physical realm is I'm there quick, I'm ready. Here I am with the police. Right. Right. I'm at the door. And now, if he complies and uses moral authority, okay, everything turns out fine. But if it turns out to be a guy who doesn't want to comply, then things get ugly. Now, let's change it. Instead of doing high diddle, diddle straight up the middle, the cop actually says to himself, well, this is domestic at 123 Main Street. You know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna kill my lights about a half a mile out. I'm gonna pull over probably a couple hundred yards, 100, 200 yards, using right. the environment to my advantage. Yep. Now what happens? To show the mental side of the game. Now we're go, now we've moved into the mental. Now the guy's sitting there, he's thinking, "Did you call the police or not? They're not here yet, right?" right he's talking yep. to his to his his uh, his partner. It, it it confuses him. It slows him down. While you're out, of, while the police officer's walking up out of the car, he can hear things he can't hear from the car. He's got the element of surprise now, so when he finally either decides to knock on a door or call the guy out, it, it creates it creates this these moments these moments where we can gain an advantage these windows of opportunity.
0: He has time yeah. to and, formulate the plan.
2: Yeah, exactly. You got I mean,
0: it. I mean, the,
1: the officer the, does. Yep. I mean, and I mean it, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Fred. i
2: no, the, the officer has, he, he has, he he's, he's reshaping, he's shaping the, the conditions to his advantage by utilizing, get inside the head so that the guy's kind of, he's a little confused. Well, boy, called getting? you want to get inside the mind of an adversary and just uh-huh. his OODA loop. The whole goal is to condense, the police want to condense there so it's smooth and fluid while we can Why we put friction into their decision-making process. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the thing. I mean, I've I've used a couple examples where, where like, with me, um, someone that sizes me up or blades off to me, right? Right away, I I call them out on it. I say, hey, don't size me up or, hey, I know Mm -hmm. what you're thinking. Stop. And and that psychological Mm -hmm. ambush, I call it, uh, right Mm -hmm. there gives them that moment of pause and gives me my – quick second to formulate my plan of what I'm going to do exactly. next. So, yeah, and that's no, all I,
2: we're looking for. Yeah, that's exactly. what we're looking for. What do you call it? Psychological what?
1: Uh, psychological ambush.
2: Psychological ambush. That's that's getting inside the mind of the adversary. It's, Absolutely. It's the same thing. Yep. It's the same thing, and that's the perfect way of putting it. Now, that's the mental. So we got, we discussed the physical, which is the, the hand-to-hand and force-on-force. The mental, which is helping us manipulate time and effort and tempo. And then the moral component. Believe it or not, Believe it or not, 90, probably 98.5% of the people in the world, even the people who are so-called bad guys, criminals, mm-hmm. have a conscience. They have a moral realm. Yeah. Right? As much and as they, we and that's kind of, admit it, yeah. Right. As much as we hate to admit it, most of them have a moral component. Right. And if we, if we can get to that, make them realize it. What Boyd used to call, if we can get them to come around to our way of thinking, and that doesn't mean the police way, that means the good society's way, that we happen to enforce those rules, the police. Right. If we can get them to come around to our way of thinking and win without fighting, that's the acme of skill, as Sun Tzu put it 2,500 years ago. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. And if we can do that, then we win at that higher that higher plane. So when, whenever, the Uvalube really in my mind is, how do the strategy, operations, and tactics that police utilize influence the moral, mental, and physical dimensions that conflicts unfold? The more it influences them in a positive way, in other words, in, in coming around, to thinking good, hey, I put myself in a bad situation, maybe I should give up, or look, that police officer looks like he can handle himself physically, the more chance we have of getting somebody to comply. Right. And you know what? While we're on that topic, before I scatter off night, these are numbers. These aren't Freddie Leland's numbers. These are DOJ and other resource research numbers. They're official. 90. Right. Ninety eight point six percent of the time. For every contact that we make annually, tens of millions of them. All right. We make ninety eight point six percent of the time people comply with the police. Right. Because we influence it. So, a positive light, With so, no force.
0: So With we, no force. We, we have a, we have a new campaign that's going out, Fred, and it's a, mm-hmm. uh, it's called enough. It's called the enough
2: campaign. Yeah. I and, saw, I think I saw something you put out that said that. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple of video. I'm in just put his out. I'm putting one out next week. Yeah. And in, in mine, I talked about, uh, it's a short video. It's like a minute and a half. Yeah. Right. But we sit here mm-hmm. and we say, we say things about, you know, the police interaction and there's, there's close to a hundred million of them a year. Okay, and you're saying yeah. 98.9% of them are dealt with without any kind of... Uh, they're dealt with with full compliance, right? 98.6,
2: yes, yeah, on so average. The, yeah. So the Give and o- take a fraction of a percent of DTA. Sure.
0: So yep. the other side of that is how many actually deal with violence, and it's .00001%. Yeah. We're talking right. five That's, zeros.
2: Well, we actually use like, like, yeah, deadly force. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And then yeah. And, and then the ones that are questionable uses of force... Are another point zero 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 one percent of those. Yeah,
2: it's so it's so rare. Yeah, police use of force is so rare, and 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 I know people listen. They're going to go, what? It is police use of force is so rare. You've got about as much chance of getting struck by lightning yeah. as you do being shot by a <laughs> right. police. Right. That's, yeah. that's that's the stats. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's not exaggeration, but but. The, the influence by the media and everything is oh. is big. You, you, but we can you, talk yeah, about yeah. that because that that influences. <laughs> hey, that influence. You got to remember now the moral component of the game too. I want you to think of this. I was just uh, going to say just it, it builds it, into it, right? Because we just described the us versus them, like police versus yep. the criminal. But wait a minute, we live we police a free society. Yes. So society has the say. All right. Society views what we do. Right. And we want to influence them in a positive way, exactly. right? In the moral component, and that's all, all too often we talk about that, but we're not imp- we're not doing a as much as we need to be doing the influence. Oh, no, we, we, need, we need to
1: do a lot more. I, I think, uh, again, like like I've said before, Freddie, and, and um, you know, I've, I've said it to Pete, and I, I said, you know, one thing about law enforcement is we've been so insulated for decades. We've been that, insulating, yep. ourselves. Uh, insulating ourselves. Insulating ourselves. We hurt ourselves. From, yeah. Exactly. That hurt us more than help us. Mm-hmm. And I get insulating investigations. I, I get insulating certain aspects of what we do just for, the, sure. just for OPSEC purposes. On whatever but in terms of everyday interactions with with the public with with the people we serve uh, we mm-hmm. did a disservice by insulating ourselves, just like, you know, I, just like I, I agree. You know, one thing I read, uh, I, I forget who wrote it, but uh, but, you know, the, the day of the, the mobile cruiser was the day when community policing kind of stopped because now cops sit in their yeah. cruisers, roll up their windows and don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah,
2: you probably know. somebody like Herman Goldstein or uh, yeah, no, yeah. probably. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, But yeah. th- those guys, and I agree with them, because once we did that, we took we took the street cops, we put them in cars, people stopped knowing they're cops. Yep. Right. And the interactions that those interactions that every single cop can make. To influence the public, because that does that, that piece of it is important to the Boyd cycle, because we can win the physical realm on the street and put the guy in cusp. But now we're dealing with the aftermath. If, Fred, it, if okay. it doesn't look justified or it shocks the conscience of the public or, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot when it comes to these, this current situation with police use of force in the OODA loop, is the moral component of the game because in how it, it it impacts the public because we can win yet lose right, right. we win the battle lose the, the lose the, the public perception lose the war right and, and 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 all too often it's because of this lack of transparency that we've had and you're right there are some things we have to keep um quiet investigations you, you don't want to give information out of investigations that are crucial to the investigation or to a
3: verdict
2: yeah. or to a jury at least that's how it always was right yeah, yeah. Uh, and how it should be but at the same time the world's changed well
0: that's See, what i was getting it, it, that's what i was going to get into fred like what mm-hmm. is the OODA loop and the boyd cycle does it does it yep. and it was what 50 years ago that it was started
2: what, yeah he what, started it in the korean war he yeah, was a korean fighter pilot war, in korea yeah. Yeah. so so yeah.
0: my question is are we taking into account the moral aspect of the evolution of our society, meaning, okay, we brought up the fact that we were taking cops off the street and putting them in cars that was going Mm -hmm. on because of certain things, because of the way neighborhoods were growing and and all that. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. Are we adjusting quick enough to how society is evolving now with social media, with the, uh, with the availability of media, right? Like we have shootings that happen. And then three minutes later, the body camera is out. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: What do, what do we say with the OODA loop and, and, and Boyd cycle about the evolution of... following in line with the evolution of, of society?
2: Well, I'll answer your first question. Are we, do we move fast enough? No, we don't. We're Policing's not. Okay. very slow to move. Yeah. Okay. Right? We're very slow. Now, are we moving? Finally? Yeah. Right? Let me give you a, a quote from Boyd, what he said, and it fits whether we're talking the physical, mental, or moral, right? And I love this. He says, in this quote, he says, we can't just look at our present experiences uh, or use the same mental recipes over and over again. Now, that can be for how we handle calls. Oh yeah, how we respond to an active shooter, yeah. how we give out information, right? Yep. And then he goes on to say, he goes, we've got to look at other disciplines and activities and rel- relate or connect them from what we know from our experience in the strategic world we live in. Now, we don't do, we're not very good at that, police. We, we're good at talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. We're good at. We're good at putting it in a policy, yeah, or a procedure. That's exactly where I wanted the book to get on to. That. The shelf. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But we're not. But we're not good at, at training, developing, and implementing uh, these ideas. In my in my experience, all right, um, and, and I think that's an, that's very important for us to recognize because what's happened now is we when I got on this job now grieves. I hate to say it, but getting 37 years ago right um there were no cameras right. no video cameras around nothing if, if a police officer had a fight a use of force incident with somebody in the parking lot i, I just think a parking lot of a bar right because right? the things i've done and somebody will come up to you and say hey we heard you cops had a fight with so-and-so down at such and such right did you arrest them oh yeah we arrested them and that was the end of it nobody ever saw the. nobody ever saw a video or a picture and it was done right it, right then it was over with people talked about it somebody complained and they it, it was that now um, we then we have uh, Rodney King right we, and that wasn't a that wasn't a cell phone that was a big box yeah
3: 25
2: pound VHS video camera yeah, that right. somebody had right. Right? Yep. right and that came out and that and that stirred up um, controversy in policing because of the uh, of, of that um, uh, ugliness of that whole case right? Now we've evolved. So, uh, I can take, I could actually right now take a, take a, a, a pouty lip, uh, snapshot. What do you call that? Uh, selfie. Selfie. <laughs> selfie. Got,
0: you need to send right? me one. I'm not going to post it. I swear.
2: <laughs> Please. <Right? laughs> uh, with Ben serious. I could take a picture right now. It's funny if you have it, you have it right now before I finish the set. Oh yeah. I know oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And in, in, in same with video. It's, So now it's out there all the time. Now, here's, here's, this is my, I I guess we can use theories, right? My theory is the law, like Graham versus Connor, that governs police use of force and that recognizes uh, the speed, the ambiguity, the rapid, the rapid way things unfold, the danger, Yeah. uh, and even even talks about you can't analyze the case for 2020 hindsight, you have to analyze it through the eyes of the reasonable police officer. Yep. That's still there, and it, and it means the same. the reasonable police laws. Now, this is what I'm wondering: what's changed because of social media and technology? And maybe we're getting off where we want to go, but it fits because all these aspects come into play. The what role does social media play in? Not it doesn't change Graham versus Connor, but it does change what the public views as reasonable.
0: It, it changes yeah. what the public thinks Graham versus Connor is.
2: Yeah. It, 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 you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it changes it because now they see the fight and they're horrified by it. Because you're going to remember we're in a generation now where uh, people don't play sports. Or, well, they do, but they don't, they're don't. they not as rough. They're There's softer, no fight. Softer. Nobody's been hit <laughs> yeah. with softer. Yeah. So they see a fight they see a fight and they go, what the hell is that? That shouldn't be happening.
3: Yes. Little do they know
2: that this stuff's been, this this stuff's been happening. It's the same weight we're talking. This has been my career. These, these percentages you're throwing out, it's been that way pretty much. Throughout my career. Well, this is my
0: issue with everything going on with this, right? Is that yeah. we as a people have not evolved. No. Right? For right. thousands of years. We've yeah. been the same. We've been throwing rocks at each other <laughs> yeah. for yeah. A, a million Ever. years, yeah. right? For 200,000 yeah. years. So yep. when you see, like a lot of times with policing, when videos were start, starting to come out and you, and you would see a cop putting his hands on somebody, the cops would know why he was putting the hands on yeah. them. People would be horrified right. by yeah. it. Well, it's because yeah. people
1: people that have never experienced an actual fight.
0: Well, well yeah, but what I'm <laughs> no. trying to say is right. is is we're 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 slow to evolve as a police as a police force. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I think we really need to kick it up a notch because the way technology is advancing, yeah. we're going to be far behind. We're behind now. Yeah. We're yeah. far behind, and things like Graham versus we- Connor, who is a foundation of we- of law enforcement, yeah, yeah is for going to be left in the dust. Yeah.
2: Yes. They, they talk about a national standard. That's your standard. That's the national hey, standard right. for use of force right there.
0: Right,
2: And and, and you're right. I, and that's where we're going with this. The police, we have to catch, we have to, we have to be more agile. We got to get out in front of this stuff because the longer we allow these videos to, to sit now, there's controversy with this. This so you know, There's some experts who say we shouldn't be releasing them as quick. Well, you got to weigh out. You got you got to do some serious thinking about uh, uh, in trying to understand the different dynamics here than it was 30 years ago, well, right. we could say it's under investigation. Now we gotta go, wait a minute. We got people sending this stuff out. They're burning cities down. Exactly. Uh, police, all right. Police can't respond like they used to, uh, unless it's extreme. And even in extreme cases, in a lot of places, they're not responding. So we gotta get these things out to try to prevent, uh, uh, these types of, uh, uh, Riots, protesting is one thing; rioting is another. Sure. Uh, but when they're going to riot and destroy property, uh, they've gone over the line. It shouldn't be? It should not be condoned by anybody. Well, 90 it's, 98% it's a percent of, of law.
0: everything that's gone on hasn't been a protest; it's been a riot.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> most of it's been most yeah. of it's been rioting. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's and it's 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 obvious. But now we get that other component of the game, the political aspect of the game, yep. which could take us for about a four-hour conversation. Oh yeah. Right. But um. It, 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 so we do have to get it out. We got to do it right. We we don't want to just put it out. We make sure we put it out with. I've seen some good ones where they put them out with like i uh, I'm not a techno guy, but they put a light on the gun so you can see it clear. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. shows everything yeah. with with some type of um uh, public service announcement with it. A a, a news person, uh, PIO, right? Public Information Officer, giving information on so yeah. that it's not just released. It's released with some background and some explanation. In a controlled manner. Right. So we need to, maybe we, we got to really make sure we have people on board nowadays that that are capable of doing that, like as fast as they can get it out there. You know, uh, in, 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 like you said, in that, in a, in a manner that's, um, fair impartial, and is out to, out to, to uh live with with justice right what it's all about
0: at the end of the day right we got to call a spade a spade and uh, aside from major investigatory things where if you give out the info Mm -hmm. and it'll ruin the investigation like what i was talking about the opsec aspect of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we kind of owe it to the public because we work for the public you you know what i mean and it's it's one of those things where we have to be transparent Like, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here listening to you speak, right? And I'm like, man, Fred's a genius, and he knows everything he's talking about. And the OODA loop, and I'm looking at the thing that I have up on the screen, and you'll see it when the video comes out, and it's observe, orient, decide, and act, right? Yeah, yeah. We, as a police department, are observing, we're not orienting, we're not deciding, Mm -hmm. and we're not acting.
2: You know what we call that?
0: Deer and Don't headlights. What we call
2: that <laughs> the, the status quo. Yes, exactly. The, tell, me exactly. That, tell me that doesn't sound familiar. The, exactly. The status quo. Exactly. If we right, and when you go through the process of, of the OODA loop, when you observe, there's a ton of things going on. Right. You got uh, uh, outside information unfolding, circumstances, things that happen right now, uh, unfolding interaction with the environment, depending on where you are. You got your rational brain process and information critically and more in, in in a violent encounter you've got your intuitive implicit brain yep. right your your intuition working right yeah. and not all this stuff is based on the orient so the observations broad used the term observation but he includes all our senses in under observation not just what we see but what we hear smell taste, and feel
1: well yeah the primal right? the primal
2: instinct All right, all that stuff is included yep right Then we orient. Our orientation is made up of all our experiences, right? Mine, uh, we're cops, we've probably got similar ones, but then again, uh, we may have seen different things. Some of us might've grown up in tough neighborhoods. some of us might've gone off the war, been in the military, some of us might've been involved in uh, a shooting. Or, or, or a use of force case, different things. So we, we, we do have different differences in our experiences, but we're caught, we've been trained, we've been developed in a certain way, so we have a lot of things in common as well. Right. But what also shapes it, so our orientation, all our experience from birth to present, from the time we pop out of the womb to right now having this discussion, shapes the way we view the world. That's orientation. Yeah. And it's constantly right? evolving. Yeah. Always and it's evolving. constantly evolving. Everything we do, like I'm here teaching a class. I learn every time I teach a class from, I'm, I'm teaching it, but I'm learning it myself. It's a how sign of a, it a, sign of a good teacher. It right? In, in, in the guys, the same way, we, we feed off of one another. All our, uh, our cultural traditions, our heritage, um, how we, uh, previous experience we've had, which I touched on, any new information, see the, the orientation. Is what we call patent recognition. We we'll recognize patents based on our lives, and that's how we see the world. Now the key to have a good observation orientation, decision, and action cycle is to recognize that, but then also go, Oh, wait a minute, that's previous. What's this new information? What's right. this telling me? Right? So now we recognize not only patents, but anomalies.
0: That's I like I like, I like good that a lot. I really like that. You, I love right? I love the way that's, you just put that.
2: Yeah, it, it's, that's what makes us good. If I just get stuck in what I've always done and I see guy across the street with a hoodie, oh, last one I saw, like, that's a bad guy. He's a this criminal. He's going to be a bad guy. Right. right. I, we're going to jump to conclusions. That's where our biases and stuff come in. Yeah. But exactly. if we have a growth, right, if we have a growth mindset, right, we see new info and we're looking at things and we recognize, wait a minute, all right, yeah. You know, he's got the hoodie, but he's not doing anything wrong right well, he, his body language isn't right is he's got the hoodie and, he, and, it's,
0: and it's grandpa walking his dog <laughs> exactly
2: yeah, so this exactly. is where exactly the, the key to it is analysis and, and and uh synthesis right we we look at it and we go okay I, the last guy I had a little hoodie had, he was a he was a bad guy because of this, 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 and this. And this is what I remember. But this guy, what's different here? Wait a minute. These things. He's the old guy. He's walking the dog. That's totally different. I know we're being extreme, but we're trying to make the point. Yeah. So yeah. what you're doing is you analyze it, and then you you take everything you know in those patents from your experience. I don't want to get too overly crazy here, but you take all those patents, those experiences, and now you go, oh, synthesis. Let me put it back together. Wait a minute. Yeah, Woody. Yeah, he's in the same neighborhood. Yeah, uh, it made me nervous for a second, but wait a minute. He's the old guy walking his dog, <laughs> therefore, okay, he's not a bad guy. Right. You see what I'm saying? And, and, but we don't we don't spend
1: time developing that, police. So so real quick, Fred. So you know it's funny talking OODA loop, right? And yep. with my unit uh, that that I work and that uh, that I run, uh, the way we are, a lot of our stuff comes straight from problem oriented policing. Okay. Yep. So yep. Yep. And, and Herman Goldstein came up with the Sarah model, which is yeah, Sarah, pretty yeah, much I'm which with is it, yeah. which is pretty much Oodaloop, right? It's, I never want mm-hmm. to hear the word and, mm-hmm. Sarah again. And, and and it's it's scanning and I, well, that's because he was studying for the Oh exam and that's all they talk yeah. about but do uh, oh, no. <laughs> but you know so scanning uh, analysis response, response and assessment so it's it's yeah. like it's like yep. pretty much similar to OODA. right to the uda yeah. and it and it, that's one thing like you know in the unit that we always obviously evolve with every situation whatever we do whoever we uh, come across because everybody's different that we deal with and not yeah. not one person has the same exact story over and over again. Everyone has a different story, and everyone needs to be uh, again with, with our observations. We orient and we respond, and then we act, and we do what we do what we got to do to uh, make our like you said. Instead of controlling the chaos, we reshape the chaos. Yeah, you know we we, we we we
2: context exactly context is everything exactly situations matter this moment matters exactly. not yesterday's moment this moment exactly right exactly and we forget that that's you know what part of the problem is is when we teach police and I'm, i know there's exceptions to this rule but i'm talking in general in the vast majority of training, we tell cops what they're supposed to do on a call yeah am i wrong
1: well no it's i mean i mean right. that's 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 when you get right. the the newer guys What they do and the
2: headlights look like all right what am i supposed to do next We tell them what to do. And what happens is we do it so much. And that's wrote lecture. Do this, do that. Stand here, stand there. No, that doesn't look like a diamond formation. Move it over. (laughs) Get right. right? Right. We're yelling and screaming at guys that they think they're thinking inward all the time. What am I supposed to be doing instead of looking outward at the problem? So when they get crap, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, right. And then then we frame everything. Everything, It's a, it's a car stop. It's a, Felony car stop. It's or a high risk stop. It's a active shooter. It's a domestic violence call. It's a robbery, and that's fine, right? But what happens when you frame a bias? A big bias is a framing bias, right? When I tell you it's this, and I taught you to do that. When you get to that call, you're going to do what you were taught to do, right?
1: Oh, exactly, and and, so, and, and so, that whole that whole saying that you know some cops t- say that drives me crazy. I'm sure it drives you crazy, Fred. Is well, that's the way it's
2: always been done. God, I hate that. Yeah, yeah, right. That, it's status quo again. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. Status exactly. Quo, right. It's the way it's always been done, yeah. and there's no adaptability. Yeah. And, and we need to make sure we're training guys to be adaptable. Fred, how many how many times it,
0: in your career would you read an officer's report and you would see the key taglines, the in plain view. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, 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 users, yes. you hear him laughing. Yeah. It was yes. in
0: plain view. Yeah. Yeah. How many times the 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 used it exactly
2: what they were taught. Yeah. Now, here's, this is exactly. my big, this has been my passion for a long time is to try to get us out of that mindset. We need to be developing instead of school solutions that whatever the problem is so that we, that we, we lock people into doing it one way. Think about domestic violence call. What, I'm going to ask you a question, you give me the answer. You got a domestic violence call, you get to the house, you go inside, what's the first thing you do?
1: Separate the parties. You get inside
2: that. Separate the it comes up, I don't care where I am. Yep. How many cops I'm talking to? Yep. What what pile of country I'm separate. Yep. And then what happens when what happens when the guy in the in the house says, "No, I'm not separate. I'm not let my wife tell you." Uh, without me sitting here, what went on? I'm saying, <laughs> no, what happened? The, the, <laughs> the, the, the rolling begins. The rolling begins. So it's no longer about the domestic, is yeah. it? Yeah, no. It's, no. it's no longer about, it, now it's about the policeman and the guy who refuses to cooperate. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and instead of learning, to, if you were learning to reshape the call, you would say, all right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you sit here and I'm going to let you both sit in the same room, but one of you is are going to talk at a time. As soon as both of you start talking, we'll separate. Oh, right. And then you and then you work it, you work it in an effort to reshape the conditions. Yeah, reshape the chaos. But how many how
0: many administrations would see that and be like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that.
2: Yeah. This is part of this is part of our problems with policy. Right. See, policies, policies, and I'm sure you heard this, are meant to be guidelines, not etched in stone dogma. Yeah, Exactly, yeah, exactly. They're meant to be guidelines. But the problem is, once we've written them down, all too often, they become dogma. <laughs> right? Oh yeah,
3: so, they, they,
1: they become well, the, uh, the, the the Ten Commandments, right?
2: basically. That's all. That's all you know. So you go in and you say, "Hey, I tried to separate them, boss, and they didn't separate, so I made them separate." Right? I arrested yes. them, whatever. When, yes. It becomes a whole different thing. So we have to, when we frame the problem, and we've given you a solution before we even gotten it. Those are adaptive challenges. They're different, yep. different than technical things. If I can have a school solution to tell me how to process a crime scene, for example. Right? It's, oh, yeah, yeah. nobody's yeah. there causing any problems. Like, you do these things. You get a nice chain of custody for for, for court. Yeah, that's all, all procedural. That's all procedural. Yep. But you, you go to a domestic or any of these where you get an adversarial uh, uh, conflict taking place. Those are adaptive challenges. We don't know fully what we got. We don't know what what how how we can speak to this guy, what's gonna influence him in a positive way or a negative way. And you got all this stuff going on. So we have to figure that out. And that's where the strategic game of interaction comes into play and the observation orientation decision and action cycle come into play. Body language reading. This is how fine tuned this. We can go on for this for hours, guys. The Oodaloop we can talk about it forever. But body language comes into play when I'm speaking to him. Does he it look like he's he's maybe going to comply? Uh, all these signs showing he's going to comply, or is he showing contempt and he looks like he might fight? All these <laughs> recognizing the signs and signals, if you will. Yeah right i mean, I mean we do it so all that, the
1: time at calls like you know when when we test the uh, the person's compliance right you know mm-hmm. we, hey can you sit down for a second for me let's let's talk about whatever it's all yeah. tests you know yeah. in, in in my mind yep. that's the way i am it's like all right to test compliance on this unruly subject let me try this let me try that let me try this let me try so just so i know yeah. the level that i'm dealing with you're getting your intel exactly and, did you, and that's the whole did you get absurd. a chance
2: to? Did you get a chance to look at that thing I sent you, the what the oodles mean to the street cop? Yes. Uh yes, I didn't. did you yes. see the initial the initial scenario? That's exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. Is when I was this goes back way back when I was when I was really getting into this trying to understand how the boy circle can apply to what we do in policing. And when I looked at that thing, these guys get there at three in the morning, they're dealing with the guy, they, they they try to get him to go in. He goes in but he comes back out. They talk to him again to tell him to go in. And then when they read, they, they're speaking to what, uh, one of the other parties and then he comes back out again. Finally, they bring him in the cut, into the station because they're going to PC him. Yeah, They're booking him. He's talking about cops beating him up and how he's nervous and afraid. And every report, when it, and it turned into a Donnie book, if you read the whole thing, it turned into a, a full-blown four-guy, four police officers on Papa one he tried to escape, yeah. right? Four, <laughs> four injured guys, yep. right? And every, every report in that Every report written on that said that he up until the point that he went to put him in the cell, he he cooperated. Did he? Yeah. Did he cooperate? No. He no. didn't. Co- he didn't cooperate to the whole thing. Yeah. So this is where, and that was a simple a simple example. Luckily, nobody got seriously hurt. Yeah. Right. That was a simple example of what you were just talking about utilizing these tests. Yeah. Of compliance. Yeah. Right. And if we utilize them, uh, they have to mean something to us. Exactly. What are we looking for? Here's the thing. Everything that I
1: everything that I that that I do or Pete does out on the street or or any other street cop that that does these things, it's all strategic. It's all part of whatever end game we have going on that we are like you know, again, it's one of those things subconsciously or consciously, we're thinking three steps ahead. I
0: have the end game. You know, where
1: where the end game I have already is just how am I gonna get there safely. Right. Right.
0: Voluntary
2: compliance would be the best thing. Oh, right? absolutely. God, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, from, yeah. Yeah, get them, to, get them to comply. That's what people right? don't That's realize is that goal,
0: we, when, there, when, when, when it's not voluntary compliance, there's so much more fucking paperwork.
1: Oh, my God, I don't yeah. want to deal with oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all set. Right.
2: Holy shit. You know what? It, to, to fine-tune this, the, the UTA loop yep. it, 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 and to get into what we're talking about, if we, and there's studies on this, matter of fact, the Marine Corps did a small unit decision-making, um, study with guys like Gary Klein who's a, a big uh, recognized prime decision making guy intuitive decision making, he's written several books Sources of Power uh, Intuition at Work, Street Fights and Shadows he's written numerous papers and he's still very, he helped develop the Marine Corps tactical decision making wildfire, you know uh, tactical decision maker so people out there can go oh, red team does this guy, oh good Cause everybody loves the fire. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Even, even, even I love firemen. Ah, right? oh, sparkies. So, <laughs> yes. But anyway, they make good food so yeah, it, they... and here's what they, here's what they came up with. And I was lucky enough and honored in 2017 to be asked to go down the uh, Paris Island um, in January, 2017. And then again in July, 2017 to uh, teach Marine Corps for a week, five days. Wow. To teach yes, five days each time, right? Uh to teach Marine Corps DI PMIs, primary marksmanship instructors and tactical instructors, uh, how to develop adaptability. All right. Uh so that because they wanted, believe it or not, even I was a Marine, but believe it or not, even the Marine Corps now wants to get their frontline people to make decisions. Exactly. Why don't Marine Corps? Yeah, they want them to make it at that level because they recognize that's where you're going to get the fluid Uttaru. It's going to be more fluid. If I have to stop and go to higher headquarters, hey, Serge, hey, Lieutenant, hey, Chief, uh, then the opportunities fleet. So, well, that's the the well, army they, was the
1: same way. The army, uh, I mean, back when I was in Iraq yeah. and everything, it really came mm-hmm. down all the way down to the fire team, to the even to the private, where yep, if we're, yep. you know, mm-hmm. especially in urban combat, you know as well as I do, it's so fluid, you can't wait for higher headquarters to give you a go-ahead. No, that decision right, right. needs look
2: to what, be made at the front line. Hey, look what happened when when they had. Uh, we just come up on the what ten year anniversary of Bin Laden being yeah, taken out, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Ago. Yep. Look what happened when they were in Tora Bora. Yep. They had him cornered in Tora Bora and they had, a, they had a call back to DC. What the hell are they going to call back to DC for? To take the guy out on there to take out? Yeah,
1: exactly. Right? Exactly.
2: To get him. So while they're waiting for orders to get okay, he, he escapes.
1: Yep. Right? It's essentially so I, mom, I have a feeling this a shit's going to happen here. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, here's where I was going to kind of fine tune this for us. So people listen and get what we're, what, where we're going with this for police to become better. And it works in any, any field too, by the way. Yeah. But we're talking policing. So that, and I want young cops to get this too. And trainers, listen, if, if we stop telling cops what to do instead, uh, uh, and giving them school solutions and instead teach them these uh, core competencies of the sense making, the ability to size stuff up. Right, teach oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, develop that. Uh, problem solving. Right, the ability to evaluate uh, uh, and generate options on how to handle a problem. See, we don't, we don't, we don't have. Options. I got the sergeants in class here this week, three days, and they're going. On the third day today, they're saying. Yesterday, actually, it started. They go, I never realized there were so many ways we could do this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm right, right? right? Yeah. because I'm teaching them through history. hall is a big one I use from 1970, 51 year old case. The, U- the U- head, hall incident the new hall incident yes. new hall yeah. it, it was 1970 new hall california four cops were killed and, and it happened in, at night and it was on a known uh gun in the car because he, he brandished the gun at a um, in a road rage type incident didn't fire it but brandished it pointed it so they knew the gun was there four cops were dead in three minutes and 54 seconds i believe wow right there, there, there yeah, was something about fast. the
0: car too right that that they did they know something about the car or they saw the car or yeah, something like that? Knew, but-
2: yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they knew the car because what happened with the road race, the guy was a, a Navy sailor, Kidwell was his name. He went, for, for the for the real young listening here, they had to go find a pay phone. You can look <laughs> it up on Google. Yeah. Right? Is that where <laughs> yeah, you, you,
0: you actually, actually have to like put money in it? And- yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they called the, the, the California Highway Patrol, gave the description, right? And then... Um, these guys, uh, highway patrol guys, found it, uh, saw it, and then followed it. It pulled off the off ramp and into a, 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 a truck stop, and it, and it unfolded into a bad set of circumstances. Right? so we have to recognize that when we're, when we're if we develop these sense-making capabilities, these abilities to frame and solve problems, and then. Once we start to solve the problem, we recognize things have changed. We, we adapt, right? You guys still here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we're here. All right, all right. <laughs> no, you're listening. Oh. No, we're holy, like, hey, I wish, hey, holy shit, I wish I could listen that well. <laughs> no, I, no, like but, uh, you're, you're teaching no, us. No, no. <laughs> yeah, so, so if we could get that, and then once we frame and solve the problem, we have to be open-minded because once we frame it, usually we're locked in because we can yeah. part of school solution, do this. Yeah. Once we frame it, we want to make sure that it's what we think it is. So we need to be able to adapt if it's not. And, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Any crop out there, reach out and tell me if I'm wrong. Once we lock in on most cases and start the problem solving, taking the action, we hardly ever adapt. Oh, God. Oh, going God with yeah. what we started with. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, God. But, yeah. Because We've been taught one way. You know, in, in these things, guys come up with, You got the, let's say, high-risk stop, the V-shape behind the car, right? If somebody says, hey, I'm going to go buy the car, I'm driving by it, right? Talk about OODA loop again, right? If I sit behind it, right, they go, "Uh uh-oh, they're here for me. If I drive by the car, right, in this case, and go around it, now what what, what did I just influence on the bad guys? What do you mean? Oh, What did I just influence in their way of thinking? If I drove by that car. In other words, I didn't have my blue oh, he, lights in silence. He, he didn't. He
0: didn't see it. us. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Exactly. He didn't see us. Yep. Maybe right. they
2: don't want us. Yep. Yeah. Oh, exactly. that's what, that goes. Ba- that goes back to that little bit of trying to help reshape it. It gives me time to look like maybe I don't know. Look like I'm going for coffee, or it, look like it, I'm checking. It throws the their the oodle loop. It, it throws a oodle loop off. Right. So we get used to doing that. If we start thinking that way, but when you do that with a group of veteran cops, they go, "You can't do that. Nobody ever taught us that."
3: Right? Yeah, I've had exactly. that
2: said to me, veteran guys, right? And and it's 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 not their fault. It's right. because we've been taught we've been taught do it this way. I am I am a
0: firm believer in doing things differently as long as they're safe. Like it was one of the things where I, where I would talk to Iman about it, especially a lot in special sure. ops. Is there's 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 no right way to fucking clear a room, right? Yeah. There's a thousand there ways is, to do right. it. Yeah
2: and as long this as you can sounds-
0: articulate as to why you were doing it yeah as long as you don't sound like an idiot
2: right yeah you what's know what your mean? why why am i why am i doing it that's right. the big why why am i doing this and I why am i sticking in a in a in a you know what go back to that cast up the, the the way we we learned it that works great when it's when it when it unfolds just like we were trained to do it if it's if it's going as uh, according to plan right that's fine Right, then you can utilize it. If it's not, then you need to you need to adapt and adjust. Well, now this is yeah. where the last two pieces of this come into play. So we got we got sense making problem solving, adaptability, and then we got metacognition, right? Yep. Using strategies, think about how we think. That's how I put it, right? Thinking about how we think, thinking about how we train, thinking about how we develop, thinking about how we handle a certain call instead of just doing it rightly, the same way every time. When we think that way, that goes back to what you just said, right? If I can explain why I did it the way I did it and my rationale behind it, that's important. Yep. All right. And then what this helps us do is be able to focus our attention, which is which is the fifth core is attention control, right? Or focus of effort, right? And, and my attention, the way we teach now with rote lecture and school solutions most cops are thinking they're not thinking about what's happening out there what's he doing what's he they're thinking okay i gotta i gotta active shooter i gotta go get him. step one is enter. step two is they're thinking <laughs> yeah, inward, yeah exactly. right, right exactly. they're thinking inward instead of looking outward at the problem yeah and and that's that works great on the assembly line that works great on the uh, technical problems, but it don't work very good. I, well, well, that's the thing, like, like,
1: like we said, with the adaptability, whatever, there's procedural stuff we have to do because those are rules by court, right? Chain of custody, yep. uh, you mm-hmm. know, when we stumble on a crime scene, there's certain yep. things we have to do. Yeah, that's fine to follow the steps, right? Step one, yep. you do yep. that. Step two, you do this. Yep. Step three. But when you have an unfolding situation that is mm-hmm. – is is. Again, chaotic. You don't have yep. time for this. All right, step one, I'm going to separate the party. Step two, I'm going to talk to each individual. Right. Step three, I'm going to find out who's the aggressor and make the arrest. And step four, I'm going to take him to book it. It doesn't work that way. Theory no, theory is In different theory, than practica- practicality. Right.
0: Right. My, my and- mental – the way I look at things and the way I've taught people to look at things, and I always like to tell people to look this way is instead of looking for your solution right away, because the first thing you want to do is solve the problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. looking to, to for the solution. Work the problem. Yeah. Work the problem. Work the problem. Work right. the See, problem. You, Stop hey, looking for the solution. Hey,
2: think about this, Pete. Guys, think about this. We, we de- we're so, we we're so excited about it. We develop solutions before we even know what the goddamn it, problem it, exa- is. Exactly.
1: exactly. That's what how I'm do, trying to how say. Does yeah.
2: How does that work? How does that work? Yeah. Right, you you can say, okay, I got an active shooter scenario. Okay, is there a difference between an active shooter who's sixteen years old with a handgun and a guy who's a former military a veteran, highly trained with a with a rifle in his hand? Do we handle it the same way, or do we you, handle it differently?
0: You're going to approach that right? a little differently,
2: right? Yeah. If if you this know long gun, hey, long gun versus pistol, how we maneuver, hall, right? We got yeah. distance, uh, right? That it becomes an issue. Uh, all these things come into play, but yet with we we just put out things like uh, w- w- real quick uh, in 1999, surround and Wait for SWAT. That, yeah. Col- right? yep. right. yep. that was a great best practice, right? Columbine, yep, right. That was a great best practice. All of a sudden, the best practice was oh shit, right? right? Then we went, then we went from that extreme. We wiped everything else up. We didn't give it any thought. We just jumped to let's go four man on the dime, right? Then we said, well, wait a minute, we four don't need be the four man we don't need the four. Let's do three, two, and now let's do one. Yeah. And and you know what we do? Hey, every time we do it, we throw the other one out. Well, here's my philosophy. Here.
0: Yeah, and every every Leave time when you're teaching the four and somebody asks, Hey, can we do this with three? They're like, Absolutely not. What are you
2: talking right. about? Yeah. No. Yeah. And everybody flips. Yeah. Right. Maybe there's a time maybe there's a time I'm gonna enter solo. Yeah. Maybe there's a time I'm gonna need four. Maybe there's a time I'll need three, two. Right? Right. And maybe And maybe if I have a a situation where uh, I have highly trained bad guys inside a school, uh, multiple guys, uh, um, uh, high caliber weapons, maybe even explosives, maybe I'm going to have to wait for the right type of people to come to help us deal with it, right? And I ain't gonna be able to answer because I got explosives or whatever. Right. And you know how it is with I. I know the movies. Every cop, you know, uh, Bruce Willis, Die Hard. I love the guy. Yippee right. Guy best Christmas movie. Hey, best cr- Christmas movie ever made. Absolutely, Hard, I agree. But but that's the movies. Right. That's the movies. He knows how to uh, undo explosives and everything else. Most cops, we don't. We have five. I think we still only have five. Um. Uh hazmat and uh explosive teams in the state right of massachusetts what <laughs> yeah. the hell yeah. right yeah right. so what do we do if we got booby traps with with explosives and stuff so my by, whole point man. is yeah. my yeah my whole point is we have to start doing everything by rote memorization and school solutions start learning yes and developing small team skills that that take into account the what i just talked about sense making problem-solving, adaptability, metacognition, and attention Develop those skills so that when guys go, they can size things up. And now they can actually unfold.
0: It's what Iman and I have been talking about since the inception of Project Sapien, right? Is to bring a lot of the special forces and a lot of the special ops practices into standardized patrol. Yeah. No, we're not talking about the whole thing. We're no, not talking no. about no, you know, everything. Bringing you know little key concepts. Well, a small team maneuvers. Small, small team maneuvers. Exactly. Small, small team mentality.
1: Right. You know, and and and, just- and, and you as a you know you know as well as I do, uh, Fred. Like you know, you, you're a beat officer. You respond to a call. It's going to be you and maybe one other cop that does. And that's right. to me. That's small team maneuver. Exactly. You know. Right. That, that, that's thing. all it
0: wait, is. Wait, how, I got. Like I got. You, an, uh, let me tell you guys a you quick story. Yep. Go ahead. I I got. We were clearing a house. And I got behind someone and I felt like I was in a stack. Yeah. And I pinched their shoulder.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's. It was just yeah. pure
0: muscle memory. Yeah. And it right. froze yeah. them. Yeah. And I I, yeah. I, laughed about it. But then I said to myself after, that could have been really fucking deadly. Yeah. Because my pinch yeah. threw them off. Yeah. Whereas opposed right. if I got behind you and pinched you. Yeah. It would, have been, it would have been the go. Yeah. Right.
1: It yep. froze yep. them.
0: And I was yep. like, fuck, that, that could have been, like, that's when the bad guys start shooting. But again, it, it I, goes back to why why
1: isn't patrol doing that, l- doing that yeah, learning exactly. that, you know, uh, not just learning, right. uh, realizing that those are, are very, very important skills to have.
2: There's a, there's a couple, couple things to think about with it. In, in team skills and working a SWAT team, obviously, you're going to be at that higher level yeah. because you're working in the team concept all the time. what we got to do with with street cops because they often working alone, right. Is when they do have to work together, right. They have to, they have to learn to develop those skills that we're talking about, but they're going to be able to do them ad hoc if you will, because, um, uh, and, and get into that right mindset because they're not always working in that team concept. No,
1: so here's the, here's it, my it, biggest problem with that, with that, that, right. So you're working with patrol mm-hmm. and you're going to do a, a room entry, right. And, yep. and yep. Uh, actually uh, me and Pete talked about his, one of his last room entries where he had a couple of junior guys with him and mm-hmm. he was concentrating so much on directing them. And he I, was, I showed point. it to you. You showed it to me. And he was point. I said, I said, I see what you were doing, but that at the same time in real life, said, area was dangerous because yeah, right. his mind was more yeah. directing the two new guys behind him who did not know how to properly clear a room and right. Pete was too busy directing them i said that's why i said why, well that's a why, big why are, it is why can't we do that with patrol where we, we should? It, we should because me next to a patrol officer if i'm going to do an entry I don't know his movements. He doesn't exactly. know my movements. Us on SWAT, we know yes. each other's movements because we train together right. all the time. Why isn't you got it. on the patrol division with with Oodaloop and everything? Why aren't we doing that with them?
2: That's well, exactly I'll tell you it. what. I got I got I got material for doing just that. Right. Yeah. Uh, that I've had. If Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. This is where I got this information from. From one of their uh, SWAT team commanders. He's, they tweaked every. I was telling them what I was trying to do. This is going back several years now, probably almost eight, nine years ago, he he sent me I don't know twenty some odd uh, powerpoints and, and instructions that they tweak for patrol. If Los Angeles County can do it, then we can do it. Oh, right? absolutely! Because I mean, so it, it it comes down to teaching. Yeah, well, Cats don't get any basic. They don't get basic tactical training in the academy. They no. get what I call a fam. They get a familiarization.
1: A check, they, a, check they to, train, yeah. a check box trainer. checks box trainer. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Right. That's it. They check the box, and 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 that's it. Right. And this is part of our problem: is people think we're highly trained, and all these, whether it's right. tactics entering a building or defensive tactics. You know, I was just looking and listening to um, uh, one of the Gracies. He was on a podcast, and he's trying to. Bring this Gracie survival stuff, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, into policing, and he was talking about how he's done a lot of it already in places around the around the um, country, uh, including Marietta, Georgia, where where they went down there and they implemented their program where they actually, hey, the department's paying for their guys right. to go to Jiu-Jitsu uh, every week, right? Every week. You know what his recommendation is for DT Gracie, and I agree with him. But one hour a week, the cop should be doing Brazilian jiu jitsu or some I, type of defensive training. One
1: hundred and ten percent with that. I agree. And, you got, and right. And what's funny is again, what, you know, talking about how things. You know, this is the, the way it's always been done. Back, back, one, early in my law enforcement career. I mean, I've been doing martial arts since I was five years old. Right, so. Mm-hmm. Leading all the way up, I mean, military love that I had the martial arts background yeah. because you know it's all combatives and good stuff and discipline and all mm-hmm. that. I get into policing and you know I had a tournament, uh, tournament coming up once where I was going to be fighting whatever, whatever. All of a sudden, command staff was like, Oh, "Well, these aren't approved tactics under the <laughs> you know under the, the guidelines." Yeah. And I'm like, "Right, what? Yeah. So what? You're telling me that your <laughs> tactics that you taught me, quote unquote, is what's going to get me to survive out yours, on the
0: streets? Yours will wor- yeah. Yours yeah. Gonna work. Yours are going to work." Yeah, exactly. So yeah. That,
1: that's again ad- and, adaptability, right, Fred? Adaptability, right. where and where you need that kind of
2: training, right? I mean, you, look, need, Fred- it. you need it. You they're perishable, man. Oh yeah. If we don't, if we're not doing this stuff on a regular, what did Bruce Lee? Did Bruce Lee become Bruce Lee because he went to a DT class at the academy for eighty hours, and then trained and then trained four hours a year for the rest of his career? Yeah, you no, totally tra- right. He trained on a regular basis. Hey, it, it is, and you know what's sad? It's not just DT. How about our gun training? How about oh our guys about pistol?
1: Oh my god! Right? It,
2: it's that's a problem bad. too. Yeah. See, see, what I get passionate about this because I'm tired of the dirty little secret. The dirty little secret is ninety percent more. 90, more than 90% of us police are not highly trained. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I agree, Freddie. You know what? I'm going to say it on your podcast. Say we're it, buddy. are barely trained. Oh, we're barely trained. I, right? I, I 100%. And, and, if it, it, and if we're going to hold street cops to a, a, a high level, a high standard for their, their decision-making, then we better be damn well trained to a high level of professionalism. Ab- absolutely, and, bro. And, 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 and you can't do it with once a year, right? With
0: four hours. With having
2: every, four hours and having every excuse in the world why we can't. And I, I want to leave you with this because I know we're getting to the end. If and, and, and stop stop telling me if you want to condition your oodaloop in all the realms, in all the dimensions, physical, moral, mental, right? Then stop telling me you can't learn. Not every training class has to you have to go to a place. Right? Yeah. I tell the scientists this while I'm here. You can teach your guys day in and day out on this shift, right in the guard room, so, right, right in the guard room. Roll call, yeah, or, or on a call. Like if you, when you was clearing that room and you got done, you yep. should have had these guys right out talking to them. Hey, boom! It Here, doesn't have to be formal. No, it doesn't have to be formal. It Could be right. informal. Right. Matter of fact, why we should be taking advantage of every informal opportunity we got to teach, absolutely, especially if we're lead, if we're leaders. Doing it, we should be we should be making sure our guys are learning. And you know what? There's plenty of time to do it. I'm tired of hearing the excuse about no time. There's a hundred percent time. I I can get. Yeah, you got time to do it. It doesn't take a long time. Right, to right. sit somebody down and go, hey, here's a room. Here's what we could have done. Now show me this quick right here in this room. How would you do it? It takes you ten minutes to do that with guys.
0: Hundred percent. Right. Now,
2: now, now, I'm not saying ten minutes is enough. All I'm saying is, it gets them. It gets conditioned. Use use after action reviews. Use decision making exercises. Right. Use videos that pop up like you guys are showing with some of these things. And show the guys and talk about what some of the ramifications and how will we handle it. What if this? And what if that?
0: One of the best supervisors. That, one of the best supervisors that I ever had, Freddie, would make you do an after action report. And -hmm. it it would never go anywhere. And the reason why he would make you do that was to just put your actions down on paper for yourself. Yeah. It was like a way to self assess.
2: Yeah. How much power is in that? Huge power is in that to learn. Taught me a lot. A police organization, if there's any organization out there that should be a learning organization, it's policing. It should be constant, right? Because it, it's rapidly evolving, like we talked about, we can't be we can't be chasing our tails while the while, you know while the horses are out of the barn, <laughs> right? Trying to figure out what's going on. We need to make sure we're we're agile, we we're, we're adapting at a at a quick pace, right? To get ahead of the curve in the unloop. We we need to be the ones with the fluid loop, looking and anticipating the problem instead of sitting back, going like this. Yeah, it'll and- blow over. Hey, it'll Let's blow over. Issues. No, this, yeah, this ain't blowing over. Right, we need to make sure our guys are trained and developed. Well, all right. And I know, I know every good cop, every good leader out there recognizes this. Now, we uh, we need to start speaking it. Right, there's been too much right. silence. Too much silence over the last year, in my view. We need to speak up, and we need to we need to have good leaders speak in their way. We know what's right. We know how to do this job. But we just need to step outside our comfort zones and explain it and ask for what we need. Stop telling people we're highly trained when we're not. When we're Stop not telling people we we need more training. We, if we if we're going to be developed to be able to handle the things we got to do, we got to shoot for them once or twice a year. And we got to and, and not just qualify. <laughs> yeah, you know, where we go up and kick and kicking and, 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 kick and punch at a target like do, it's a real do
1: some uh, skill like static
2: line. Yeah, right. Do some building searches. Do some simulation, Right. Uh, Decision making exercises. There's ways of doing it, and it can be done. I've done it. I've done it on my job, my department. We do tactical decision games, after action reviews, formal and informal, right? Uh, Simulations. Yep. I mean, people need to. We need to be transparent about what the profession entails to make good crops. Then, when you see, uh, when you see training like this poor situation that happened, uh, uh, it was down down in Missouri or whatever, Minnesota uh, again, Ohio, with a woman, or Minnesota, w- yeah. Woman, yeah, well, the, the woman went there, went to tase him, but had her yeah, gun and shot yeah, yeah. the kid. You
0: yeah. wouldn't have had that um, issue,
2: right? It, I mean, how am I supposed to be? Uh, and I'm I'm going to speak from what my experience. But how am I supposed to be good with a tase? if
3: I've well, never I been trained on? Gun,
2: it. if I if I shot if I shot three rounds out of it, yeah, exactly. it and I three <laughs> yeah. because it's, because hey, it's too expensive. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Those, <laughs> those cartridges are expensive. Not good enough. Oh my Box, god.
0: Well, Fred, listen, awesome. listen, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. It, as always, we've been honored to have you on here, honored to listen to you, um, honored that thousands of our listeners are hearing you, you know? Absolutely. So the one thing we're going to say is uh, thank you to all of our supporters. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to Havoc Journal, Gym Junkies, Vector Shields, Wellness for Warriors, Live Boston 617, Eagle Eye Firearms, MA odkit.com and guntrack.app. Guys, we love you. Stay safe. Stay
1: safe, Ian.
0: Yeah, and love it!